she was good. Blog Talk Radio. All right, we're on. You have to stop monkeying with your candy. Uh, it's a cup of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, as always, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And and you know we actually got through that one pretty good. That was that yeah, was that cool. one was all right. Yeah, I thought we you like were you up. were you were going for uh, I wasn't trying to something be, odd no, at the beginning I, there, but I just put my cough drop. Yeah, too much talking beforehand. This week we are covering <laughs> the Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Yep. And it's almost like there's no point to it because you've all seen it already. So this is this is almost purely for people who've already seen it, right? right. I mean, who hasn't seen it already? I think it did like 172 million yeah, or something it, already. All the records for November are gone. It is, uh, yeah. It and and something like uh, third or fourth all time, I think. Already, opening. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but but yeah, and we've still got people could see it today. You never know. Right. There, there, could, there could be more That's for the true. weekend. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. So it's doing insane money. Um, Before we jump into that, there are a couple of things that I want to talk about. First of all, this is a very cool week for us. Right. It's a very cool show for us. And you say right, like you know why. Do you know why? Every week is a great show for us. Right. Our one millionth viewer. No, no, (laughs) no. This is a very cool week for us. I think anyway, because our first show was The Hunger Games. And so now it's now the it's sequels to the well, to the Hunger Games. So that's cool. This, if you'd done this better, we could have tidied this up with our year anniversary to our film anniversary. To, you know, so I blame you for not making this perfect. <laughs> because I had this movie come out at the wrong time or something. You've got, or you've got things in charge that you can. Handle yeah, if only I'd uh, right. We could have got leverage something. If only we gotten and, a screener. Yeah. 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 Anyway. anyway. Well, that's good. Uh, so so that's kind of cool that yeah. it just is a little connection there to our first show, yeah. which was the Hunger Games, and that was uh, it was funny because you know looking back, I think it was a little funny anyway, um, because I don't think either of us went into that movie with huge expectations, right? And then turned out that we both really liked it, yeah. And even as we were watching that movie, uh, you know, during the show. We were even kind of looking at each other once in a while, going, "Wait a minute, right. it, it, do you like this too?" Because yeah, right. what's going? I'm kind of like of this, and and it was really weird. And then, so our first show, we expected to, I said, not necessarily bag on it or not hate it or anything like that, but, but we expected to just be going, "Eh, whatever, right. Hunger Games, hooray," right. you know. And then we ended up really liking it. And yeah. So, and now here we are going into it with much different expectations. Right. And uh, it's a year and a half later or a year and a little bit more than a half later or whatever. Um, and, and yeah, going into this one going, okay, live up to the first one. Right. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I thought it went, I thought it went, I thought it went beyond what it was going to do. I thought it was much better than the first one, and not just because it's got an incredible budget. It right, just, and it, then it you already the right, liked the first one. Yeah, it just it finds all the right cylinders, and it really hits them. Right. There's a, there's a couple little things, but I mean, really not a whole lot to be that argumentative about for it. Right. I don't know if there was anything even that 
I really kind of hated about it. Yeah. Before we uh, jump right into the movie, though, so that's right. that's our first that's thing is that that's kind of cool. Um, the second thing that I want to throw out there is that uh, I just got a job, <laughs> sort of. This is an special, uh, extra special. And except that, uh, you know, nothing comes of it right this second because it, like, just happened. The, the finalization of it really just happened, so it's not exactly there. But um, I've been uh, offered the position of the movie expert at Answers.com. Cool. So I will be, like, writing for them part of the time and part of the time for my own site and everything like that. So, so there's that. So, uh, doesn't do anything right now, but in a few days you can go, you can go and also check, check me out at answers.com. Sure. And yeah, that's a good thing. You could, you know, try to stump Mark, throw some, throw some questions. I'm really not going to refer to you as the answer man. Right. No, that's that's just it. That's good. Okay. Uh, so there's that. So, um, and I, I don't, I think that's about it. I, we didn't really get a lot of emails, uh, one other thing, actually, because I mentioned this in the uh, – if you're with us at Blog Talk Radio, in the description of the show, I mentioned this, so I should actually do it before I forget to. But we're going to have a contest for this show, especially kind of because it is this weird, the sequel to our first show, right. kind of you know momentous occasion or whatever. Right. Um, and it's going, it's going to be specific to the podcast, um, so what you have to do, and not that there aren't ways of circumventing this being specific to the podcast or having to listen right. to the podcast or anything, but uh, uh, they love listening. To send us. us a question in to uh, questions at areyouscreening.com, are yeah. and uh, all you have to do is tell us what you thought of this movie. Send right. us an email, tell us what you thought of this movie, and you will be entered to win this movie when it comes out on Blu-ray. Nice. Blu-ray of uh, Catching Fire will will potentially be yours. All you got to do is send us an email, right. and uh, you know we need we need your address to send it to and everything like right, that. Yeah. And uh, and we're gonna make this uh, good for one week. Yeah, so nice, when we do the show next week, we'll we'll have a winner. Have a winner. Tell you who it is and. And then we will put a peg in our calendar for whenever this actually <laughs> is released on right. Blu-ray. But yeah, you'll know you know you could be you could be set right now for right. have for having the Blu-ray and and that is <laughs> you know your own special brand funny. of awesome. Right? Now that you're reminding me about it being the anniversary of you know Link to the First Show, I remember how weird we were trying to figure out how to do the show. Right, like this isn't going to be a big nostalgia episode, but I remember we were. You were you were criticizing me for my idea that we wouldn't sit together. Like, would we talk about it then? Would we save it all for the show? And we've kind of really fallen. It didn't take very long. We fell kind of into a good routine with how to do what we're doing right. for the best of what we do. I think really the first show. Really kind of funny, though, I think it was, it was really, really just the first show. By the end of the first show, we, we, we just kind yeah. of went, yeah, whatever, that that's fine. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> we just did, we'll do that again next right. week. And, and it's pretty and much we have, we have, a little. But... We have progressed none no. since then, really. Yeah, right. We have it's, it's made no improvements. I'm getting a few text messages to say congratulations, even though they're really butchering your name but it's i see how getting some that's yeah, cool. so we've got some people so that we've, know we've got some so. live listeners well yeah. jump in the chat room and tell us how you like yeah. Hunger, yeah, Hunger that'd Games. Be cool. okay so uh we'll jump in i don't know that uh actually as weird as it is i don't know that i would necessarily need to talk about this movie for an hour yeah and uh, if you listen to the show you know that i'm just <laughs> lying because we'll talk about any movie Probably for an hour long. um 
But the thing is, is that it's uh, it's almost like when you hate a movie, then you're going, "How am I going to talk about that for an right. hour?" We've had those. It's kind of like uh, with Bad Grandpa. You are like, "I need like 30 seconds, and, and I'll be <laughs> yeah, good." Right? You just go as much as you want. Right? You talk. <laughs> Yeah. And this is almost like the exact reverse of that because, right. um, you know, ev- everyone knows where they are. It's a, it's a different director yep. who obnoxiously has the same last name as Jennifer Lawrence okay. just to, like, screw with people, right. I think. So that they just said, find us a director right. at, who people will think they're related or something and right. then we'll start we'll gossip or who knows yeah. what. I don't know. Yeah. But... But uh, it's very weird. Francis Lawrence, uh, who doesn't have a huge history of movies. No. He's, uh, he's done tons of music videos and all that stuff. But he, he has directed some strange movies, some movies that probably don't stand out on anyone's list as the greatest movie they've ever seen. Right. But movies that are fairly well directed. Like he right. did. Uh, Constantine, right? Yeah. Um, which I thought was at best kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. And yet, yeah. you know, not because of the direction. Right. <laughs> I, I actually no, right. specifically remember watching that movie right. and thinking it was a little goofy and it's like whatever. Yeah. It wasn't a great movie. But I remember when I was watching that movie thinking to myself, but you know what? It's pretty well directed. Yeah. It's, it, it was a it was interestingly directed and the same for like water for elephants, which I thought was fairly average, yeah, but looked cool it, I would and, argue, and was well directed. I would even say that that's almost this guy's, you know, bandwagon. Cause it was almost like that for I am legend. Yeah. I didn't have a whole right. lot of problems with how it was done. Just the story they chose to do it with. Right. So exactly. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of weird that that guy's got that pedigree and then all of a sudden that's not the way I would want Catching Fire to go. Right, if I, if I right. was a studio suit and I was like, this guy kind of does the job, I would but say, it does well, really great. I'd be like, right, is that right. really where we want to put all of our cash? But he really, he really did it this time. But it worked and this movie, whatever you want to say about it, uh, for me anyway, in my humble opinion, yeah. was really well directed. Yeah, I thought. I agree. Uh, so, there's a, and there's a lot, when we'll get into it, and, there's a lot to do with this movie. It's not just get her back in the arena and see who kills who. Right. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of stuff that gets put into motion for the next film even. I mean, there's just so many balls to put in the air, and I thought he did great. Right. Great and there are a lot of different kinds of scenes. It's not yeah. an easy movie no. to direct. Right. You have to have a, a broad range of abilities right. of, you know, getting scenes just right. You've got a lot of... Uh, you know, they're just kind of sitting there talking. You've right. got, I mean, you've got like the whole gambit of mm-hmm. there's action stuff. There's there's stuff where you have to like sell the emotion. There's stuff where yeah. there's a lot of stuff that st- stood out to me as being kind of difficult where she's being pissed off and you have to make it, you know, believable and you have to have the right reactions around her and stuff. Yeah. And, and anyway, I thought it was really, really good. But uh, we should we should just jump out with our ratings because that's what we're supposed to do, we supposed and to. we never do it. But it doesn't happen. Um, I am actually, I think, pretty solidly at like so. We're doing numbers now. We, sh- we should. Are we doing out of hundred? We, we should may- maybe decimals? say this too. No, it's uh, out of ten. Okay. If you have been listening to us and you happen to last week. have missed last week, we have switched yeah. to <laughs> to numbers. <laughs> we because, celebrated our anniversary. Because that's just how we are. Right. Um, and it's uh, 
long and complicated story that we don't have to say, listen and to you can week. listen to last week. Yeah. Exactly. But so now we're, we're doing out of, out of 10 and we're just numbers right. and okay. whatever. I, I think I'm, I'm really pretty solidly at nine and a half. Yeah. Well, that's pretty close to the best number you can get, huh? especially uh, if you that only, is pretty especially much. if you're only using you know right. five increments. And look at you finally right. using halves for <laughs> right. over a right. year, giving me grief at like three quarters of this right. and three halves this. Um, that's pretty strong. Yeah, that's really strong. I'm I'm at about nine. Yeah, yeah. I was I was at nine and a half, and I went down a little, then I went up a little, and I'm pretty much right there. So. Um, and I think as we go through, I could easily convince myself to be up to nine and a half. This, right. I mean, there's a couple things that are very typical for us anyway that kind of slowed me down a bit, but they're very minor. I'm I'm pretty happy with nine. Right. And I think if I had known, I don't I don't really change my view when I hear yours. Mine's already coming. How fun is that? Like, right. Oh, Mark said that. I got to be this. <clears throat> I just keep thinking we're not doing half stars and stuff. So right. So I, right, if I right. had remembered, I would have been like, yeah, I could probably be nine and a half. Uh, right. But anyway. Do you remember what we did for the first time? Not that it's the same film because it's not the same director, but do you had you looked at our review? I I did I didn't, and actually I think I think if you go look at the review, it won't be there because oh, there's no stars under it. There are yeah, there is still part of the site in the works, and if you go back far enough and stuff, it hasn't been adjusted yet, so I don't think it will actually. I meant to ask you that. I I don't think it will actually say anything. But I feel like we probably were uh, like four stars. Yeah, I mean, I so. when when That's we were, right. you know, something, and a half to something like that anyway. Yeah. Well, this is nearly perfect. Which would so. be like eight. So right. it's, yeah. you know, that's about where I would think we would have been anyway. Yeah. It'd right. be interesting to find out for that sure. But um, I'll probably actually have to go listen to the show and find out well, what it is in order to minutes. put them back on the or the last twenty seconds. On I think thing. that's how we ended it. Right. We're running out of time. Okay, two stars by height. That's how. Those were the good old days. That is uh, one of the things we have improved. Yeah, <laughs> is that at least we don't do that. All right, well, let's get um, the love on for this. Yeah, but you know the thing is for for me, like I said, this is one of those where you know I could do the good things really fast. I mean, I, I could get through this movie really fast because, first of all, everyone knows where they are, right? right? You don't have to explain what's going on or what the general look and feel of it is. Right. For the most part, uh, Francis Lawrence does at least mold himself as much as he needs to in order to make a movie that feels like the first movie. Right. And then he does some things, I think, a little differently. I think with maybe a little bit more finesse, kind of some of them, than what I would have expected from seeing the first one. Yeah, it's still overall. I mean, you don't feel like, hey, this is a different director. What's going on here? You know, it's not like um, it's uh, it's kind of like, uh, and this is cool too because we were talking about this during the movie. It's kind of like the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban movie, right? Right. Yeah. It's there's there's different going on. Right. But you know you still feel like you're in the same place as the other movies. Yeah. It's got it's got enough of the same world and it's not just all of a sudden, you know, like throw it at a random director who had never seen the first two. Right. And you don't know what's going on and you're in a totally different place. That's right. how this is. You you know where you are and you know how it's going to look and feel and you know basically how the how the characters are going to kind of move around in their world. Yeah. And then from there he does really interesting does, yeah. stuff and you know stuff like that. 
the only real problems I actually had with the movie uh-huh. were uh, a couple of spots where I didn't like the the pace of it. Yeah, seemed like all of a sudden it was like, er, yeah, really. We, we have to do this part. Derailing a little bit, <laughs> right? Now. And and fun. then all okay. of a sudden it would like you have to kind of it's like starting a, a train back up, not yeah. like it's a race real, car, right? It's slow you, momentum you, and not not you, acceleration. You uh, you slam on the book. All of a sudden, you go this part's in the book and it has to look and feel like this, or else people right. are going to be mad at us. So right. so we're sticking that in. And then when you try to get back on the ball mm-hmm. and get back to where you were, it takes a little bit of right. just kind of going. Dude, there are so many, there are, not so many, it's funny that that's how one of you, the things you were feeling, because that's definitely what I was feeling, especially in the first, uh, like in the, some parts in the first hour, though I still was enjoying a lot of what I was seeing. Right. Like it really got momentum going, it really had scenes building on each other, and then when it threw the brakes on, I felt like I was behind the car pushing it. Right. Like I, that's how, that's how slow it really slowed down for me was... Like man, this this almost derailed itself fully. Like it doesn't even know how to get going again. And, and the the problem for me was that uh, first of all, it didn't need to. But second of all, if you need to get to that place, then get there better. Instead, yeah, instead of just going, wham, we're stopping right now. Look, in those and, scenes that they put in, I I don't have a huge problem with. There was never a moment where I'm like that. You totally didn't need it. I just wish they'd right. circumvented in a little bit or linked together in a bit because. This isn't the kind of film where you want to just start seeing like Jason appear and start slashing people, or right. you're waiting for the Hulk to transform. Like you don't have to endure an hour of drama to get to the big green monster. A lot of what makes this part of the story interesting is all the stuff before the actual games again. Right. To me, anyway. And and there were parts where I was just like, you're kind of getting it, but you're really not getting it the way you should. Right. And now that I see this is how you're doing, it, just bring it up a little bit. Go right. a little bit. Right. And, 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 and that's this, really the only reason why and, I'm... And, sw- and yet this is all within rating right. it nine and a half right. or Again, nine. So it's not right. like it's the, you know, the worst. Yeah. It, it's all horrible all no, of a sudden. By it's just... Uh, it's just a little labored feeling at times for me. Like right. It was, it was almost like you had to resuscitate it a little to get it going, but then it was still, right. still strong. And uh, the, other, the only other problem I had with the movie is um, there were certain... <clears throat> character development parts of the story that I felt like they were really leaving that off to you already read the book. Like there are, um, you know, we get certain things with, um, God, I can't remember names like Effie or something or, yeah. uh, whatever with the, yeah. <laughs> the really, the really crazy chick. There's, there's stuff that where we get to a place with her at the end of the movie mm-hmm where I'm not convinced that we're actually justified in getting there by what we've seen before. Right. I mean, we've seen some stuff where we see the scenes that she's in, but we, we get them sort of like, uh, I'm putting this out there, but you bring whatever you have because you read the book, so you know what you're supposed to get out of this scene. Right. And then by the time you get to the end where, you know, she's all tearing up and, and, you know, even, even to the point that like from the book, you know, it's really supposed to do something to her. It's really, there's really supposed to be this part where you're really getting to the people in the Capitol. And, you know, when they, when they hold hands and the, 
the audience of capital people start going, hey, wait a minute. And when Effie starts saying, it turns, I mean, we go through the whole first movie with her, and she's just like, la, 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 this is what you do, you're all going to die, hooray, here's my hair. (laughs) And she's just all oblivious in the capital, and even though she has more direct contact with him, she's still off in la-la land, you know. And where we're supposed to get at the end of this book is that she's kind of going, hey, this, maybe this is fucked up, <laughs> you right. know, and, and she's, like, got she all this around, emotion yeah. to it. Right. And I'm not sure that the movie actually gets us to her being there, even though, you know, the book does. And you see her in that scene, and then you go, oh, yeah, remember the scene from the book and right. remember how it played out? And then you have to have it with you, have you, to fulfill, yeah. you know. Most of the time in films like that, you know, you mentioned the Harry Potter films, and in a way, I always thought that after the first one, the rest of those were never really made for the average audience. It was only made for people who'd read the books. Oh, yeah, for sure. And in a way, this one, I mean, it's weird for us to kind of have an issue with the pacing and the timing of a film that's just under two and a half hours long. This is two hours and 26 minutes. Right. And usually when a film is Usually like that, we would be saying, cut 40 minutes, right? right. like, you right. don't need any of this. Just right. get to the games. But in a weird way, this... This is actually like what you're saying. This is this, this stage that they're going through. But I think most of the people do have to fill in the blanks and do sometimes a lot of the heavy lifting right. for it. But, it, yeah. But there are other parts that they did fine. Yeah, they really, so they if really you, hit So if right. you can do those, yeah. then you could do these too. And, yeah. and that's the trouble with, um, you know, like you said, most of the time we see a movie that's going on two and a half hours long and almost all the time, what we say is, cut at least I don't a half know that an we've hour. Ever not right? That. Yeah. And uh, you know, this movie—if you'd uh, put together the pacing a little bit better, mm-hmm. and and you really worked on it, and you really tried to do it, yeah, this movie could be like fifteen, twenty minutes longer for yeah. me, Strangely and I enough. and I'd be, and I'd be okay. okay with it. Yeah. yeah. If there was, uh, we're really weird about that. I know. It makes me feel like the two angry Muppets and the balcony sometimes. You know, we're just never happy with it. But I agree. This could have been a little longer. I still would have been happy. Right. As long as it's not just throwing in. For the in, sake of doing it, like more you know, lightning, more, or more stuff that yeah, doesn't don't give that it doesn't up. work. But there's also, um, but especially because I could see where they could have some more stuff. Uh, I yeah. could see where they could, you know, we, we've got class. like, uh, the, I can't hear like nuts and bolts, the two crazy winners <laughs> yeah. of the thing. Yeah. We could have had a, we could have had a little bit more of them. BD and wires, but you know, the joke right. was nuts and bolts. Right. Right. Yeah. We could have had a little bit more of them, them, you know, and, and we certainly get it in, the, I mean, again, I'm not holding it to the book again too much, but we did it and it was fun in the book right. to get more of them and more right. of all of the. Um, of the victors, right? Strangely enough, like some of them, especially all of the ones who are in on it, right? You get, you know, there's still, and you know, the books are not absolutely fresh in my mind or anything, but it hasn't been that long ago. But right. you know, there's there's the victors who are like from one and two, mm-hmm. and they're evil, right? And you know, we don't get a lot of that, but <laughs> but the ones who are kind of in on it. And, you know, we're not going to ruin the movie, I guess, but we could we could maybe give a little plot synopsis, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, uh, sure, so it's – the thing that I think is interesting, too, is that a lot of the power of this book, like you said, it's not all about just running to the next games, yeah. right? Um, so Katniss and Peter won, and now it's uh, – we're getting to the point where 
they're going on the victory tour now. Yeah. And so they have to go around to all the districts and basically, I don't know, give their little hooray for us spiel and then and then say a little something about their that district's Those own people who who did not win and yep. and basically do their little press tour that's supposed to make the capital look good or right. whatever the hell it is and uh and the president does not like Katniss and right. and with good reason because uh he's pretty convinced that the whole love thing is right. totally fake and he comes to visit her and says, convince me that you're real because you need to convince everybody that you're real right. because a lot of people are thinking that you're not real. And instead, what you were doing is, you know, thumbing your nose at the Capitol. Right. And it was like a rebellious act, not a we're desperately in love act. Yeah. Right. So so that's not good. Right. <laughs> you can't be right. you can't be this face of the rebellion or whatever. Right. So they they go on their victory tour and everything, and things do not go super well, and right. and the big badness happens, and <laughs> we get we get very upset with people, and um, the next thing you know, it's it's now the victors' Hunger Games, right? And uh, <laughs> President Snow has decided to just get rid of all the victors. Yeah, he's sick of the the what they represent, the right. potential for uprising that they all now... Well, his, I thought his line was really good, which is they all think they're above it now. Right. You know, and they, they all think that they're... They're all safe. They're too cool. Like, we have to make them all feel like no one's safe, so... Right, and so now we get the... Um, oh, my God, I'm totally blanking on his name. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Um, Plutarch. I'm like, I was totally was like awesome. going, oh, my God, what's his name? Right, yeah. The, the, another tiny little niggling thing that I had about the movie is that um, everything about him is too obvious. And that's another thing where what you end up with kind of is uh-huh. you're just admitting that everyone's read the book, so nothing's going to surprise him anyway, this right? Is a hard, yeah, you, this you is know? a hard thing to watch because obviously we've read the book. We know that you know, his role in this whole thing is... Right, so how would it... If that's that's how it looks. It, is that how it would look to right. me if I hadn't read the book? Which is actually he funny. He seemed... It all seemed very obvious. Yeah, I didn't and, think so. Because I, I was trying... But, I mean, again, we know the trick. Like, right. How can you look at the trick and right. unsee the trick? Right. I was looking at it thinking, in a weird way, how funny it was right after President Snow told her, like, you have to convince me. Right. You know, basically, I thought, that's interesting because Plutarch, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman has to convince me right. that these scenes that he's in on, he's really on Snow's side. Right. And I thought he did. Like, again, I know the trick, so it's hard. And maybe because I right. did, I forgave it a little more or I did more of the work for it. it that's, that's a no-win situation because I, I don't know. Right. For me, but I, anyway, I thought he did really good. For I me, was, I thought it, it, it was a little bit too, too, too obvious that he, was, yeah. that he was actually setting this whole thing up. You know that he was well, he he, that master. that he was actually yeah. right. right. Uh, right. Anyway. Uh, you know anyway. whatever. Uh, that was just like kind of a little tiny thing yeah, for no, me. Was it just seemed a little bit like like w- wouldn't you see through that? He yeah. just seems like so obvious. And man, I, Donald I don't Sutherland know. in those scenes. I know you're giving the synopsis. That's why I tried to lay back. But I just he was in perfect like reptilian you know Slytherin mode. Like I expected him to have 
a puppy an arm in every scene, and it'd be just limp because he just because he just it. strangled you it. You know, yeah. he's so menacing. Snape was gonna perfect, walk in right? behind yeah, him right. with his henchmen. He just he just ate that whole roll up, and it was he yeah. had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and uh, and it's gonna be interesting too because uh, now the last book is gonna be two movies. Yeah, of course, and. First of all, it's going to be God, interesting to see where that breaks. But, you know, we were saying, yeah. we were already saying a long time ago, uh, now that we read read the third book, right. it's like, man, that's a, that's a hard movie to make. It is a really hard movie. It's kind of like, um, you know, for me, one that I always think of is The Dark Tower, yeah. which they're trying to make. They've been trying, yeah. But, you know, with that, I'm thinking, Jesus, he just sits there and thinks for like... <laughs> chapters yeah, at a time forever. how do you how do you film that yeah. i don't know and that's well and so much of the third book is her real internal model she's walking around getting into trouble and they're allowing her but it's really her trying to absolve herself or convince right. herself that she's going to lead this resistance it all is internal it's and all it's, internal right right that's, and that's a hard and one. now you've got to do it for two movies right, not yeah. just one so that'll be yeah. even more interesting but yeah. um it, yeah so anyway so uh philip seymour hoffman uh plutarch is right is the new games master. Right. And he even, it's probably just really obvious, maybe because I thought the part where he first meets her at that party, yeah. and he basically says, right. hi, I'm the guy who's going to save yeah. you, or, you know, whatever. I mean, he just kind of is, yeah. he, he throws her for a loop for sure. Right. But um, he's the new games master, and he's actually the one who is is just playing President Snow like a fiddle the right. whole time. Right. And he he tells him uh, how to make Katniss look bad. Right. And he says, what we got to do is we do this, and then we do this. And then what people will see is her doing this and this and this. Right. And uh, all the while, you know, he knows that that's not what's going to happen. Right. And that, right. that the exact opposite is what's yeah. going to happen. And then he's the one who comes up with the idea of, uh, you know, Snow, it, it, it's a really cool scene where basically he kind of gets Snow to say that we need to get rid of all of them. Right. Because you see that in the trailer, and, you know, it's not obvious that it's not just Snow being evil. Right. But when you see the full thing in the movie, you can see where, uh, you know, Plutarch is, yeah. uh, he's just kind of going oh, well, so this and this, and then here's this thing, and that's not so bad, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, Snow goes, we need to get rid of all of them, or we need to get rid of her right. whole species. And right. he goes, oh, species? I, I don't know yeah. what you're referring right. to. And he like gets him to come up with the idea he right. wants him to come up with, which is to have all the victors in the Hunger Games. It's awesome in the book, because it's more or less like, I mean, in the movie, it's awesome because it's more or less like Inception. Like, uh, he's so good at this strategy... He basically plants the idea in Snow's mind to make him think he thought of it right. when it wasn't his thought. Exactly. Oh, I mean, that's awesome. And exactly. So the moment where you see Philip Seymour Hoffman, it doesn't sneer or grin or anything, but you, it shows him, it cuts to him, and you literally see him being like, this is all his idea. Right. And you know it. So Exactly. And it's, uh, it's like, how could, you know, in one sense, how could Snow ever think Right. That uh, he's doing anything right. when clearly all he's doing is what I tell him to because right. I have all the I, I have all these ideas and make him do them. Right. And uh, and yet uh, you know Plutarch has uh, clearly probably we don't really know uh, yeah. we don't get serious information from the movie but 
you know, he's he's got this whole gig set up with the other victors All right, yeah. before there ever was a victor Hunger right. Games. Right. <laughs> and, right. and and basically, you know, those would be interesting conversations, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like so if I can get this to happen, then we'll move. We'll, 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 I mean, right. it's like yeah. whatever. So, so then there is the, you know, Victor's Hunger Games, and we have to basically go through the whole weird dance again, and we've got right. the uh, parade with the dress that's on fire and right. a different dress that's on fire, and and uh, and all these little things going on where uh, Snow thinks he's totally in control, and other people in little ways mm-hmm. showing that he's not in control. Right. And, and it's not a, it's not a, your typical, I'm the super bad guy and I'm surrounded by idiots and nincompoops. Like it's just little things, right. Just these little moments of aggravation and, you know, insubordination. And he right. can't, that's almost worse. He just can't take the small things. He wants it his way or nothing. So, right. And, and then you get things like, uh, he, they have this whole thing and and it does go on. We're kind of running through this really quick, but it does go on for a while yeah. before the next game start. Right. There's a lot of victory tourness. There's a lot of, uh, before we even know that it's going to be the victors one and there's, you know, all this stuff happening. But then once they get there, there's, um, by that point, what we've done is we've gone through this whole thing where, uh, they're supposed to read these speeches right. uh, during their victory tour, and it doesn't go according to plan. Yeah, and that's not making Snow happy. So now we have to do something to make him happy. So now they they get engaged. Right, and uh, so, but now they're not going to get married because now the Hunger Games. So Snow makes her wear this wedding dress, and then we turn the wedding dress back right. on its face and throw that right at snow. Yeah. And then, you know, it's all these things just, you know, keep coming together where nothing he does seems to be doing what he wants it to do. Right. And, you know, there's, there's obviously already been some rebellion. Yeah. And so it's not just that he, you know, wants to bring her down so that we don't start any rebellion. Right. It's like, we have to change things now yeah. and do something big because it's already it's already there and it's just going to get worse and right. and nothing goes according to plan and then the hunger games start and uh you know we've got quite the motley crew of of, yeah. of people who won and you know i guess sort of just like you'd expect when it's victors we we have to have a diverse range of ages right because they have to they have to have won they have to still be alive right and yeah. and we've got you know some are fairly young some are pretty old even like uh the nuts and bolts uh yeah couple who i, I don't know i don't know if they're supposed to really be a couple or they're just both kind of their own special of, crazy and yeah. they're just friends and they're all friends. All the victors do this all the time and are always together. And That's and, cool. and, and so they're, they're all friends. Right? Woody Harrelson's awesome in the film, as you would expect anyway. But he, you know, he's got all those great moments to fill in and carry over stuff where he's explaining to them, like, you know, this isn't like the last time. These people right. have been around each other for a long time. They're close. Like, you're the outsider here. Like, right. don't forget what's happening. Right. And you just won. And so you're right. and nothing you're, to them. Right. 
you You're know, lucky. So, yeah, right. right. <laughs> and uh, and so we to go through the motions of seeing all of them, and right. and she gets to thumb her nose at people again when it's her time to mm-hmm. show how good she is. Which, uh, another thing I thought was a little strange, which I was expecting to happen, and we didn't get like the ratings. They have to. Oh yeah. They have to go in and show off again, yeah. like she did in the first one, which she doesn't do again, yeah. <laughs> really. And uh, then we never see the thing, right. which I kind of thought, why, why would we go not through, have that? Yeah. Because that's supposed to be a big deal. Right. It's supposed to be, you know, because people are betting on them, right, the yeah, whole, right. you know, whatever it is that happens, you get your rating so that now you're 40 to 1 or yeah. God knows what, right? But anyway, but we don't get that, and I thought it was a little strange. But So she goes through all these motions, and then finally we're we're actually at the Hunger Games again. Yeah. And then hilarity ensues. Right. I mean, yeah. then, well, then the rest of it happens. And, it, and I, I almost feel like, let's not spoil it and talk about the, the right, ultimate yeah, magic trick, right. except that uh, everyone's already read the book and everyone's right. already seen the movie. So right. it doesn't matter, right? This is <laughs> this is clearly like trying to talk about the Avengers at some point. It's like clearly the numbers mean everyone in America has seen this. Right. This everyone who's going to see I'll, it. I'll right. tell you one thing that I had, you know, in a weird way when films like this, especially films that are adapted from books that I enjoyed, when they do get, you know, translated, I always get a little nervous about who they're going to cast. Is it going to be somebody right. in One Direction or some right. Selena Gomez? Is it somebody again? we're going like, to try and get for cousin? a name? Right, right. And I and I remember when they were you know talking about who's going to play Finnick because he's really big in the book. Right. And and I and I thought when I was watching it, people may have complaints about him just because for some reason it's not Robert Pattinson, you right. know, or whoever they really wanted to have it. The the two that really stood out were Jenna Malone who played Johanna. Yeah, because I thought she stole every scene she was in, right. including I, I including actually her, really like her anyway. She, uh, yeah, I like yeah. Jenna Malone no matter what. But when she walks into the elevator and basically like is playing that whole thing, and between Woody Harrelson cracking up and right. Jennifer Lawrence's great reaction to like, who's this bitch? Like, what is she right. doing? Um, between her and Finnick, I thought that was like two of the biggest things to worry about. There was no worry at all. They they nailed it. Right, right. They, they were they, they were, were great. great. Yeah. And and that was really awesome to see. And and Finnick, um, you know, should not be uh, overlooked too quickly because he has a lot, of, a lot of stuff to do. He has a lot of stuff to do, but more importantly, I mean, he's so like he's in a lot of scenes, so right. obviously he has a lot. Heard, obviously has a lot to do, but he has a lot to do just to be like the thing that they can react to, right? And and but really do it well right. and, and give them what they need to have the right reaction. You know, somebody can't be Jennifer Lawrence. I thought was awesome. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. And you know, she's really good anyway. I like her in, in she might win an Oscar pretty much everything that I see right. her in. Right. She's really good ever since like, uh, you know, winter's bone. And yeah. I mean, she's just thing after thing after thing she's in and, uh, you know, like silver Lang's playbook. She's amazing. And not only that, but I mean, she does, such a variety of stuff you know yeah. it's not like she's just in every next goofy and, comedy that comes and, out and she's in all sorts of stuff the thing i'd love to say about her especially after silver linings playbook when she won an oscar for work for the work is that she's come into this now and this is as a professional you can maybe slide into this and be like it's just a young adult book she plays right this, but this no is her next oscar bait exactly takes it totally seriously and goes through everything 
And that's really cool. And, and you know, and you know what else like is what job. else is weird is that so does everybody else. They I really mean, like, nobody Woody Harrelson is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Awesome. All these guys who have these this clout and these resumes and right. in these scenes, and you could just be like, I'm here for a paycheck. Right. I got to be this guy. No, like they even nail it. even and you know so and like that brings everybody else's game up anyway. If right. It, even if you didn't need it, it does. But you don't need it with this crew. So, so. like like Philip Seymour Hoffman is new obviously yeah. and uh and jenna malone who is not in you know the same category yet as like all these huge name people and right. everything but still she's been in a lot of stuff she's been and she's been in a lot of really interesting stuff where mm-hmm. she has been impressive yeah and so you've got her and like philip seymour hoffman man he's been guys everywhere he's been in a lot of stuff but he has been awesome for a long time yeah. and he doesn't you know, need if if anyone was going to go, eh, I'm going to kind of half-ass it. <laughs> right. You would he think maybe you would think maybe it might be him just right. because right. he's huge and right. and awesome and and that's how it works. It's the awesome people right. go into yeah. the goofy young adult movie and they go, ah, whatever. I'll just do this. And he was really good, and uh, Jenna Malone was really good, but uh, she was um, she was just really good. But Woody Harrelson too, he was amazing. But so they were good in the first one, too. Right. It's like the new people you kind of worry about. But right. they, they were all good in the first one. And we said that when we reviewed the first one. Yeah. Uh, they were they're all so good. And, you know, the one that just blows me away, mm-hmm. even though all of these people are really good, is Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Because he's awesome yeah. at that. Yeah. It's like if you, if you when, didn't know better, you would mm-hmm. think that it was – that. It was almost like if you had uh, Ryan Seacrest. Right. And he just really was like that. Like right. if you had Ryan Seacrest right. practically play himself right. hosting the Hunger Games and he just acted like Ryan Seacrest and you were like, that's his, how he is, you would think that's how Stanley Tucci really was. His might He's be the so hardest good. role in a way because he has to be exaggerated, over the top, like kind of maniacal, goofy, crazy, silly. And when he was on in the, in the packed audience that we saw the show, which was, you know, Friday night, um, there's no 3D for this, so there's not, no. not anything like that. But you have to know exactly where to take that before you've gone just too far. And that line is razor thin. Right. And he hits the line and just stays on it and kind of dances on it, as right. far as I'm concerned. Like, he does everything perfectly on it. And, and it, that's really... That's really awesome. That's really cool for him. We got a we got a call. We have a call. I'm yeah. scared of having a call. Are okay. you scared of having a call? Or? Just I, I'm scared of having a call just because who I knows, gave you the who call knows time if it will actually work. Yeah. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How can we help you? Share well, with us your insights guess- about the Hunger Games. I have to say I'm a little disappointed after I get the automated uh, sort of person that tells me that, you know, they're going to put me on hold because she's got this great, sexy British voice, and then I end up with you guys in the end. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit disappointing after you get that high mark with the uh, the automated caller. I don't know if you guys want to work on that or... Well, right. we, should, we should at this point now, because you, you like the British voice, I know exactly who this is. This is a friend of ours and of the shows. Uh, someone who's been mentioned actually a couple times in passing every once in a while. But go ahead, Gibran. What's your question? 
<laughs> well, I wanted to say that I, I, I appreciated what you guys were saying about the game maker and about how, you know, you, you know saying you were talking about you knew the trick, but you still felt like the trick worked, even though you knew it was there. Yeah, I thought it was a very interesting thing um, to have known about, but then try to visually see how people were experiencing it um, just in the scope of the film itself and not, uh, you know, if somebody had not read the book. Because I thought that um, there were obvious pieces of it um, really kind of presented to you, such as, you know, here was this guy in the Capitol who was visually unlike anybody else in the Capitol. There was no glitz and glamour. <laughs> there was no, you know, crazy makeup or or attire or anything else. And I thought, I thought that it really kind of made him stand out. And I, I really feel that if I had not read the book and already knew what was going to happen, I would have already said, wait a second, what's going on here? Why is this guy not like everybody else? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, and like you said, you know, a lot of people you know, have read the book, but I, I, I really do want to find out more from people who experienced the movie and, you know, to see the story for the first time, whether they really were surprised by that or not. Because um, I, I think that that part was just too, too um, you know, right out there and in, in your face that it was going to be something different. See, that's what I thought. I thought, yeah. I thought, it, was a little, I thought it was a little obvious, but yeah. I think... Like I said, that's uh, at some point you just, you know, let yourself go with the idea yeah. that everyone's going to know it already. You carry it anyway. That's a good point. And, and it's hard, like, because what Gibran just said and what we'd talked before, I, I don't know anybody who hadn't read the book. No one that's, like, you know, over the age of 15. Like, everybody that I know at some point before this film came out recently has read the book. So right. I, I actually can't poll anybody <laughs> right. that I could really talk to. Right. Um, so that's tricky, but... But I would, I would actually really be interested to see. I think it would be how how people took that because it it seemed to me, and it, maybe it didn't to you, but it, it did seem to me like it's just really obvious that something is going on. Well, maybe I, maybe you don't have any idea what exactly it is because how could you? Could you write? Well, like the two of you have said, I actually fully own up to the fact that I'm a big Philip Seymour Hoffman fan, and I'm psyched that he's in the role, and maybe I carried it for him. Maybe right. I was like, oh, of course it's great. Look at him. You know, right. I, there is that possibility. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see from someone who hadn't read it. But Right. What I, what I also kind of wanted to find out from you guys, and you talked a little bit about it at the beginning of, uh, of the program today, but uh, with the differences in director, um, and you guys talked about, you know, the addition of, you know, making some parallels to, you know, directors changing with other um, work adapted from books like Harry Potter, et cetera. Um, you know, I I really enjoyed the first movie, and I really enjoyed what the first director did with the story. Um, I, I also think that as 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 much as I enjoyed the book, I don't personally think Suzanne Collins is sort of a fantastic writer, but I think she's a great plotter. I think she's a great story designer. Um, but I thought it, that it was the director of the first movie that really kind of fleshed it out and and, and made it something really believable, um, of course, you know, along with the rest of his crew, but the way that he sort of, you know, captured that world and the world building that he did in that first movie really set a tone. Um, and I felt like in the second film, you know, even though you guys seem to have rated it a little higher than the first one, um, 
it, it, it didn't really take that and, and strengthen it. It sort of just sort of, I guess, took it for granted that it had already been done. I didn't see more of that happening. Um, and I think I was really hoping for that um, in, in, you know, in going into this uh, second movie. Um, and maybe a little bit of that might be the, um, you know, the, 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 the Star Wars piece of it, which um, when you think of it in that whole trilogy sense, with the story that I, I'm aware of, of, you know, the whole Hunger Games trilogy, I, I felt there's a lot of parallels that can be made, <laughs> of course I do, um, with how <laughs> this middle book or film can, is very much the, the Empire Strikes Back piece of the trilogy, not just because it's in the middle, but just because of some of the plot stuff. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, revelations and, you know, a, a more forward-moving, you know, we're going towards a conclusion piece, etc. Um, and I, I was really hoping that there would be a little bit more of that, um, I don't know, that, that emotion um, that it would gather from the audience and, and make it you know, a superior film, as I think most of us think Empire was superior over Star Wars, even though it might not always be our favorite, but, um, but it, that, that it would be, that, that Catching Fire would be superior over Hunger Games. You guys did rate it higher than I would have, but I, didn't, I just didn't really feel like it did that overall. Discuss. So I think I might have lost track of the question there. So <laughs> what, so... The first one was better because the movie fleshed things out more from the book, and the second one didn't do that, so it's not as good? It was less of that sort of um, world-building, um, and uh, it, it took more of the, the plot that's already there for granted rather than try to extend it and make it more meaningful on the screen rather than it was in the book. I mean, the, you know, there were things that were done in that first film, you know, things to, to translate it to the screen where they took certain things out, the, the mayor and the mayor's daughter and, you know, that type of stuff, which, you know, when you go into the second film, you're, you're wondering how are they going to move some of these plot pieces along, District 13, et cetera, without those characters. Um, but once that first director made those choices, um, I, I wasn't really seeing what the second director was doing to really kind of make their own mark on that film and, and make the story go yeah, even further. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I think, at least for me, like one of the things that I liked about the books themselves, the story themselves, and being, and I'm, I'm going to get chastised for saying it wrong, but I always say Catan instead of Catan. But it was like a, a fun version, like the, all the different... Um, all the different sections of their world, you right. know, like had different things. Like Finnick grew up in the water world, part of the, you know, all the right. stuff. And there was not a moment in this one where they were doing the tribute tour where you really got a sense. Like every single one of the other districts looked like every single one of the other districts right. to me. There was no wood one and no, like where Jenna Malone's character came from. She was like the forest one. And you never saw like water world or anything. Like it was all just like this thing. But instead, I think, to some extent, what, what Jabron's saying is I think this director basically focused on making the capital like the central character if, if a scene was a, a location was going to be a character. Like he really put a lot into making the capital look a certain way. 
but that it wasn't as substantial as the world building in the first book and uh, in the first film. And I can, I can kind of see that. I think that to some extent, even the arena for the, for the games in this movie isn't terribly you hard to you do. You don't get much of it. It's just a, like it's a landlocked one, yeah. little weird clock and there's a bunch of woods. Right. You know, and, and most of that trick is the force field, you know, the power field that's there. Um, but that, that's again, not to, just to kind of sidetrack just a little bit. It's not that, all the stuff that happens in the arena in this film is bad. It's actually really fun, you know, to see it all come and play out and how they figure out what's really happening. But, right. But I, I can kind of see, especially with a film that's two and a half hours long, maybe for some people that want it, there could have been a little bit more world building, but I was okay with it. Right. Well, um, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, I think we're going to have to let you go. We have some clips to play yeah, we've and we've got to wrap up and everything. But uh, thanks for calling in. Do you have anything else to, like, throw out really quick? Uh, just that um, I look forward to hearing your reviews of both parts of Mockingjay and, uh, yeah. and how that uh, sort of fits into the history of your show. Congratulations. And, thanks. Uh, yeah, so that, we're looking that, forward that to hearing more. The next, it the will next be really weird. Comes out, yeah. Real quick, what was your grade, 1 through 10 of the film? Uh, 1 through 10, I would probably say it was a... Seven and a half to eight. Oh, okay. Well, so not so bad, though. Yeah. Not, okay. Not bad. Right. I mean, I would probably give Hunger Games, an, uh, the first one, I'd give a nine. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, thanks again for calling in. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I forget. Um, that, that's cool. I always love getting callers, even if... It, it, this has been a day of where I feel like my phone has been the conduit for the show. I'm getting right. texts from all, all kinds of people, and you know we're getting calls from people that we know. So right, and awesome. if you don't want to call in, you can just text over to Shane's phone. Me. That's at, Some of the texts uh, I won't be able to read aloud because uh, – but anyway, they're, they've been really fun and favorable. But I forgot you had, you had some audio clips, and I love audio clips as much as I love callers. I, I, I do, and uh, you know, I just want to say I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure that I can find a way to – really agree uh, with what Jabron said. I felt like, uh, you know, they're just, the story was not so much about, I guess, doing a lot of world building or expanding on what we've seen of the world. And for me, if, if all of the districts that you see when you get off the train and you look at them right. look the same, that works for me. Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I can see that side of it. I, I just remember that being a very definite part of the book um, where it was like everything was, it was all, it was very simplistic, but again, not to demean like a young adult book, but right. it was just like there, yeah, she's from the woodsy area of Panem, right. you know, and it, there was nothing that separated anything. Like I couldn't tell district 13, district 12 from district four from district two really, except that there was a sign outside that said you're in district six. Right. But to a certain extent, that's a little to a certain extent, I, I, I mean, that, I see that side. I don't know. I mean, should you really be able to like, it, it would be one thing if, uh, if, you know, you went to I don't know, like the middle of Kansas or something and built right. your farm and that's the farming one. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. and you can see everything for miles around and it's like, look, that's where they do farming. And that will right. look different than when we go to the woods one and right. stuff like that. Yeah. But really, it's you know whatever might be the central spot of the of the district where the train lands. That's right. just going to be in whatever crazy be the station house right. we've built. I do and, not. I, I'm glad it didn't do what the later crappier 
horrid Star Wars movies did, which is, oh, this is a water world. Like, it literally, like, right. has to become an aqua train to right. Finnick and his right, people. Right, right, right. You know, it doesn't have to be, like, an environment that's on fire. Right. You know, so anyway. That would uh, that would actually be interesting. It's just, like, wobble <laughs> fields or whatever. Right. Yeah. And people are... The super train transforms right. into whatever it needs, but... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I don't, you know, I, I thought for me that it did a, a better job, actually, kind of in the in some sense of like world building where it's like we got more of a feel of how people were and how how they lived really how ordinary people li- lived and what i would have liked to see more is a little bit actually since we saw so much of the capital mm-hmm. and we get like a party at the capital and everything but like you know i don't know a little bit more of something that's removed from the exact situation where we just see life in the capital life, a little bit, right. you know, not the social, not right. the elite, you of know, the elite, but just like the people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, I do have some clips to play and I guess we've pretty much we run, run it. through yeah. the, the movie as much as we need to. But I, I have to say again, Jennifer Lawrence was, was so good in this. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking about Finnick being good and I never quite got, absolutely to the point which is uh the guy playing him was really good if jennifer lawrence is going to be really good and she has to you know have her reaction to finnick right finnick can't just be like some wooden guy guy, going this is my line right right. (laughs) and and then she's going to be able to emote and do really well next to that so everyone was really good it was pretty solid um, okay, we have uh, we have yeah, the cool. director Francis Lawrence. A couple of them where he's kind of talking about the story in general, and then uh, we'll try and get these in really fast really so we don't have to go over on time. And another one where he's talking about kind of Katniss and fan reaction and all that sort of great stuff. The story in general and Catching Fire really kind of opens up, and you know I think. Uh, you start to learn more about the characters. I think you learn more about the world. You see what the Hunger Games means. There's just more mythology. You're sort of learning what's what's happening in a much broader sense and in a less personal sense. Um, but I think what's also happened is because we kind of now know these characters and love these characters, um, them sort of pushing forward into these stories and going through these different things, I think it like it weighs on us more. And it, um, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing to see how emotional this story is, and, and even with characters, you know, capital characters like Effie, um, and you know, and Cinna. I think you know people have really reacted strongly to the characters of the Hunger Games, um, mostly because of Katniss Everdeen. I just think that she's a character that people can really relate to. Um, I think that the characters that have stuck around through history. Um, are sort of people that react uh, in sort of an instinctual and visceral way to the things that happen to them. And I think those are the things that kind of connect to us just as human beings. And so Katniss Everdeen's need for survival and her need to try and protect the ones that she loves, uh, I think feel very natural to to any of us. Um, And I think that if you see a person on screen and you can sort of transplant yourself, you know, into their situation and kind of relate in a way, um, I think that makes characters really memorable. All right, some of that we're about to, we're about to lose some, live some of that probably got interrupted because uh, the the countdown, the crazy countdown thing, yeah. telling us we only have sixty seconds. We're gonna definitely go over a little bit. Um, right. 
Sorry for the live listening. And, uh, yeah, so if you're listening live, you don't get to hear Jennifer Lawrence. You just have to download uh, the podcast. That's right. Where we're in and check out the wrap-up um, show. But. but, you know, I think that, yeah, I don't even know what the time is now because uh, the clock's we're off. So uh, if you're live, thanks very much for tuning yeah. in. And uh, subscribe, share, bully your friends into listening to us, whatever it takes, really. And enter the and, contest for next week. And that's right. Questions at com and enter to win your own Blu-ray copy. Your own and copy. we'll see you next week with uh, Old Boy right. and probably lots of other stuff. Yeah. So, thanks. thanks. Uh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I think it's uh, strangely interesting that we get the call. Yep. <laughs> And then we listen to the director saying there's a whole there's a bunch of world more building. Yeah, more the, world yeah. building and more really mythology cool. and yeah. more this and more that. And, you know, I really kind of think he's right because and, – and maybe Lawrence it's – Lawrence or Gibran? Wait, you're still – Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it only happens in the book more and maybe it doesn't happen that much more in the movie – but I, I got it from the movie, I think, that there is kind of a lot more of – you get a firmer stance in the mythology, I think. And, you know, in a lot of different ways, you know, even to the extent that where you've got like Stanley Tucci, you know, I think you get a bit more – instead of it just being this one big show and kind of going, look, here's blah, 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 yeah. you get more, I think – of a feeling of how, you know, he does this every year. You right, know, he's right. been doing this for like 20 right. years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, obviously not for the whole 75 years. Oh, but, yeah. Maybe. But, but, but he's, kinda, yeah. he's had this job for a long, a long time. time. It's just, he's the host of it. It's like, this you know, Dick Clark's is, New yeah, Year's right. Rock and Eve. Yep. And you get more of a feel of that. You know, in the first movie, this could have been his first time doing it. And he'd be really good. Right. <laughs> and, right. and he still yeah. was great at it. Yeah. But you don't really get the whole feeling of, this is, this is just American Idol. This is just right. a show that's on every right. year. You right. know, and it's... And, uh, and getting, like, sort of a lot more into the audience that's the live audience watching him and everything. Yeah. And... Even seeing, you know, just the fact that you get a lot of exposure to the other winners and talk about how it works after you've won, you get more depth of the whole world and how it works. And, and I, I, you know, I think that worked really well in this one. And for me, there is kind of a, a difference in the opposite way that Jabron thinks, I guess, yeah. because in the first movie, it just, it does to me just kind of feel like it, it could almost be like a one shot deal. I mean, they talk about how it's not, and you know right. that clearly it's not and everything, but for me, for me, I see, I see both sides as, uh, as like a posit, like uh, as an intellectual thing, you know, I can see them, but I'm so neutral about it and the effect it had that I'm I'm ready, right, I'm right. Like happy with what I got. I can appreciate that there may have been more. I can also appreciate that there didn't need to be any more. Like I'm right in the middle of being real content with it. So right. I've got no race. I, I got to say too though, uh, we got a uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, interview clip to play yeah. too. But I got to say, I I don't know that I can get anywhere with the first one being better than this one. And you rate this one higher, <laughs> but 
for me, this one, yeah. this one really, I, you know, I had some problems and I still have some problems yeah. with the first one. And, uh, I can still remember them. Right. <laughs> they still, yeah, they still, still like stand out. You know, a lot yeah. of times you review a movie and, and you forget what you've done. A you year, so a year and a half movies. later you go, now, why did I only give that aid right. or what were the problems? I mean, right. uh, you know, I had some problems with the way that that movie came together and I still liked it really well and rated it high, but right. You know, comparatively, I almost have no problems with this one at all. Yeah. There are some things that stand out just like, you know, almost everything has something that I go, Oh, it's got to be know, really hard be like to get that, a right? or a five star film, but I mean, when you right. get it, and it's really hard to get one that you admit still has a couple issues, and you're like, didn't matter, and right? And that's that's how I so felt good. in this one because right. there there were these problems that I had, like I said about pacing, and they were, yeah. and it, you know, if you listen to the show a lot, you know that if your pacing we're, sucks, I'm not going to like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I I don't usually just go, eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. But yeah. this one, it did have some problems. There were even a few problems if you get really nitpicky. There were some things that I didn't like about how the dialogue came, came. out in certain scenes. Right. But I didn't care. Right. And that, right. you know, that if I was going to rate it nine, I rated it nine and a half just because somehow it made me not care. Right. It was it fun enough that, yeah. that I, was, sure. I was not caring about problems. Yeah. And but but for this one, for me, for this one to be better than the first one, I I just can't see it. This movie's not better than the first one. No, for the first one, oh, I mean oh, okay. to be to be better yeah. than this one. I probably said no, okay. that wrong. I, just, but, I think you said it right the first time, but I right. was only paying attention this time. But I I, I, I just think well, it, way, it it feels, had all its balls in the air yeah. so much better and yeah. so much of the time. In a way, I can I can understand the comparison of that specifically to something like Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back, which are same cast, same characters. One is just leagues more mature and complicated, right? And the other is no less like mature, but just a different kind. It's like it's still fun, but it's right. more accessible. This one has a lot of conflict and a lot of things that are going on that maybe the main driving motivation for stuff isn't the action scene at the end, but all the stuff that interpersonally lays between everyone. Right. And then with the inclusion of more characters, you have more interpersonal stuff. Those are hard things to draw, and it really hits it. It really yeah. does great. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is uh, talking about the story and Katniss in general. It's very, it's very generic, so if you were waiting for something great, Catching Fire is definitely, it, it's bigger on a lot of levels because um, the capital has ha now has to go to kind of extreme measures. The, the, the arena is, is much more deadly. It's much more, they don't really have, they don't really care about keeping anybody alive at this point. It's not really so, so much for, the first games is all about entertainment and all about television. Now there's a lot going on behind the scenes where President Snow doesn't really care who lives at this point. Um, so the stakes are much higher. It's really an incredible story about, um, you know, a, um, a girl that doesn't want to be a hero but finds herself in a position where she kind of is forced to be and it turns into a um, kind of a futuristic Joan of Arc and it's a very interesting struggle. See, and I think um, that actually, uh, the first part she was talking about there, I think that actually really maybe is why this one is 
like baseline a lot better than the first one for me because when you're you know it is kind of like a Star Wars Empire Strikes Back thing sort of maybe but uh, the first one of this you're just kind of it's just the games right it's just the regular games she's just a person mm-hmm. who's in the regular games and you know hey we're all going to kill each other and it's horrible and you know we're introducing you to what happens and this one, as, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman keeps saying, has, you know, lots more feints within feints and yeah. dancing around. And and now you're in the games again, but it's a very different thing that you're in, even. And there's a whole lot more going on. And, and Snow is really pissed. Snow's not just the guy who goes, hey, I'm the president, and these are the games we do, and you're one of the people, and whatever, and you're going to die. Now he's got like a serious agenda he's trying yeah, to work. Right. And all of the complicatedness going on makes everything way more interesting for me. Yeah. And and you know you've got uh you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman and if you've read the book you know where he is and you know where it's right. going and and all that and he's got to do his own special dance that he's doing yeah. where you know he's got to make it look like he's really trying to kill people. Right. And yet he's got to make it so that they don't get killed. Don't get killed so right. it, make sure you know he's he's yeah. got stuff going on in a big right. way, and right. and he's got to do all of this while convincing that snow snow that right. it's his really idea or whatever. Right. And I don't know all of that complexity really made it work so much better. Really, kind of like Empire Strikes Back, since yeah. we're talking about yeah. that, where in a way Star yeah. Wars is just kind of going. You know, look, here's this world. I'm just setting up this world right, for you. Right. And really, in both cases, I feel like, uh, you know, what you're what you're trying to get is the second one. Yeah. And the first one is the one that you have to do You've in order to get in. there, yeah. you know. Well, I, one of the things I really liked about both, I won't, you know, I can leave Empire alone. Everybody knows that's the best film. But this, this certainly rises above its it goes above its pay grade like it's not just a young adult right. book being translated like this is heavy and it's really cool the way they do it and they handle it as such and everyone in it like we've said before they take it seriously like right. this is and it and it just raises all the boats like it just brings everybody up and it's really fun to see because it would be easy to go the cheap route it, it's an it's an amazing moment too for the studio because they're going to recoup a lot of and money a, and a lot a of people wouldn't of care this. right they're just like just film it Right. Don't overthink it. Just do it. And someone's like, no, this is actually really thinking stuff. I'm going right. to think about it. So right. I really like it. And, that and a, a lot of that is what sells in this one, too, when there's a lot of stuff, you know, happens on the train, yeah. whether you've got uh, Effie or you've got uh, hey, mention, you've yeah. got PETA and his problems yeah. and, and they're now they want to be friends and Peter's right. all trying to sell them on the friend thing. Right. But then they keep kissing mm-hmm. and it's all like that. You get thrown into the right circumstances and your feelings are different. And it's like, everything is happening at every different angle. And then, you know, the next thing, you know, uh, you've got, uh, um, Finnick shows up with the right. bangle on his arm and, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know, every time something happens, you're like, wait a minute. And right. And you know it happened anyway because you read the book. Right. And it's still right. working. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I could say before, I guess, you know, I don't have much else to Yeah, we got to go. One of the things that I thought was really great looking back on it was how subtle the easy stuff was to handle. Like for, for me, once Snow gets Katniss and says, look, you've got to convince me or I'm going to lay waste to everything. Right. And they do the introductory chariot race and they're showing everybody and she's all catching fire, like you said. 
And the camera stays on her as she goes around and she looks back and in the most, it could have been like a sneering close up of Donald Sutherland, like with his wrinkly old face and blood in his lips or whatever, like shaking no. But instead it's like a medium shot and just the faintest like shake of his head, but we see it and she wakes up immediately in a nightmare because she knows that he doesn't buy the root, you know, the ruse that she's put. Right, right. Like, for me, that's subtle, but that's an important part of the book. That's a huge pinning point in the book, and that he did it very subtly, not sinister, not throwaway, just perfect. Reminds me of, like, what I was saying about Stanley Tucci. There's a line with this kind of material you go to, and if you go over, you're parodied or you're self-mocking, all these things. They hit that line, and they don't come off it. Once they keep the momentum, and once once I had the, the pacing problems, they were mostly in the first 40 minutes to an hour. Once we're past that, it doesn't really have that for me anymore. Right. It, I don't know how if that was no, the same with yeah. you. Like once it really hits the hour, I think, hour I think and there's mark, like, there's it's a really going. There's a spot for me. Um, I think it's probably right around like thirty five, forty minutes, somewhere around there. Where at the beginning, you know, I'm good. Yeah. At, at the it right, was it really starts. good, and there's some kind of spot. I don't remember time-wise exactly where it is, but it's around 35 or 40 minutes, and it's like you hit a wall. Mm -hmm. And then it takes probably almost 15 minutes to work its way back out of it. And then after that, once it really, like a half hour after that, then... From then on, you know, the last yeah, that, the last hour and a half oh, it are fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it got itself a Charlie horse and it was, <laughs> really, and was really trying to work it out but was hobbled and was right. still moving, but man, was it ugly. Right. You know. And and the real problem uh for me, even though that's like such a nitpicky thing and it, it's not like I'm not rating it really high. Right. The the real problem for me is that it didn't have to do that. The yeah. the scenes right around when that Those happened, you know, if I can think of, ah, oh, just do this instead or just, yeah. you know, somebody else should have. Right. Uh, and right. especially like with well, this much money. We're and, pros at this. We sit, right. at this. we sit at this studio and do the show and sometimes we're like, you guys messed up. I got a 30 second fix for you. How about just doing this? Right. You know, we're old hats at that. But oh, yeah. We're, just trust we're, that we're we just really trust good that at we fixing know how everything. To do this. That's yeah. right. So, anyway. All right, yeah. This so a good one. This is a lot of fun. That's a that's enough of that one. Yeah, I I was surprised. the The thing that really kind of also added to my score was that now I was going in with pretty good expectations. Mockingjay's got, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. Right. So right. that that's usually, something too. We see a lot of films, and usually the expectations are plus minus one. Right. You know, I'm like I was probably a little under or a little over. This was big. Right. I wasn't low, but I wasn't as high. I wasn't thinking because again, and go back and listen to us how we talk about the reviews. The difference for me between nine and nine point five isn't just a little uh. That's a hundred percent uh. Like right. like for me, it's right. like the seismic kind of way that you you do the earthquakes and stuff. Not just, oh, it's a little better, so it gets an extra star. Right. You've got to be a lot better to get another star. And this this was up at nine, nine and a half. I mean, I was thinking seven, right. maybe seven and a half if it was really great. Well, because for one thing, I didn't expect that, you know, it's a sequel. Even right. if it is a trilogy of books and yeah. even if it does have a ton of money, right. you know, sequels always are just going to have a little bit. I'm not going to expect them to be as good right. as the first one, right. no matter right. what. So, yeah. All right, so cool. next. Next week, we're definitely going to be doing Old Boy. Yep. We might have uh, Frozen in there, yeah. 
and we might have a couple of other things. Yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. But that it's, it's going to be like a, here, we, here it, we go. Yeah, it's probably going to be uh, a pretty big thing. But there will yeah. be a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. at the very least, yeah. it will be old, old boy, boy because I really want to see. I'm that. pretty curious about what this is going to yeah. be like. And where it goes from the original. And yeah, right. So. Uh, but anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in. And like I already said before, you know, share and yeah. uh, subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on Stitcher all over right. the place. Everywhere. Uh, check us out on the website. You can listen to it there, Take too. It the so whatever, right. whatever it takes. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.